Hi, this is Jim, and this is Second Chance, a Moped Podcast. And welcome everybody to Second Chance, a Moped Podcast. This is Jim, and it's winter. I'm in the basement. I actually got a lot done on my Hobbit this weekend, as some of you saw, who are a part of the Second Chance Moped Podcast page. I don't, I don't even know where I post this stuff anymore. I just, I just throw it up in the magical air that is the internet, and the interwebs, and I see where it goes. You know, did it go in the group? Did it go in the page? Did it go on Instagram? Maybe, possibly. I don't know. But just like anything else, you know, it's like that. You know, that 30 mile an hour paint job, they always say like, my bike looks a lot better, like 20 feet away than it does up close. Cause it's a dirty hobbit. I was just talking to somebody about this the other day. Like, oh, uh, like I want to have a clean bike. I'm like, I want to have a clean bike and I have really clean bikes in like April, but then like October comes around. It takes me like a weekend to clean the thing. Cause all I want to do is fucking ride. I just want to ride and 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 ride. But yeah, so top of the show, we're going to get the business out of the way. Um, thank you for everybody who's been listening to Second Chance Moped Podcast. You can find us at pretty much everywhere where you look for your podcast. Like, do me a favor, like, subscribe, all that stuff, and tell me what's up. Like, you know what I really love is like when people tell me when like I fucked something up at like seven in the morning, like I have a knee jerk reaction every once in a while, but I always love feedback and I always love whatever you guys have to say. I have to think of certain listener and I, I don't want to screw his name up. I'm starting to put together because I got so much done on my daily writer. And I was talking about um, a buddy of mine asking me if I had gotten done with, if I had started my pinball or Baker's dozen bike yet. And I hadn't. And I realized I um, I need a few things, you guys. And I reached out to a few people. Um, I need a cl- one more clutch. And I would like to find um, I'd like to find one more rear end because I already built one, and I'd like to have a spare one. I'd like to have a spare clutch set up. Um, I got things, Mike Jarrett. At least that's what I think it is. Like he sent me a clutch, and I can't believe that because I feel I still feel like this weird outsider moped dork all the time. Cause I'm, I'm kind of over here on like the Island, which is the East side of St. Paul. Um, I would like to point out that I do point out every week. Ham's brew. The original Ham's brewery is here. I'm just fucking with you. I'm not fucking with you about that guys, but like, I just, whatever. Um, so yeah, we're all over the place. I, I need a calendar because what happens to me on this is again, like I said, I, I am the coolest shit I know because I, I am all that I think about, but I, I freak out sometimes and I don't think anybody's going to want to be on my podcast. And I scramble and I ask a whole, like seven, eight people. And like, we must be, I must be doing something halfway right here. Cause like other than one person that I've asked in the last six months, everybody has said yes. But then because I'm a semi ADD dork, I forget who I ask. So I actually got a calendar now and I've written stuff down um, and I know I asked this person a while ago to be on, but then I realized like, I think this city is becoming one of the most popular cities for me. Um, which is rad because I get to meet more people in different cities and I'm always fascinated by people's moped journey. And I keep hearing about this person, especially, and just the positive influences she has had in the moped community out west so i'd like to take a moment for our guest to introduce herself 
Hey, this is Nicole Birch. Um, I live in LA. I am a gasket and a bully. And I am one of the, I guess, founders of Moped Workshop LA. Right on, right on. Um, so, Nicole, um, I have to ask you. <laughs> I've got 15 things going on at once here. I apologize, everybody. So here on Second Chance Moped Podcast, we get into people's journeys, you know, the deep, weird, granial stuff. Um, mm-hmm. I We go over what we talked about, you know, what happened was like, what is what happened, what it was like, and what it's like today. So, Nicole, let me ask you, what was your very first memory of getting on a moped? Not our, of a moped, not necessarily getting on, but like your first time you conceptually remember that is a moped seeing a moped in the wild yep. you mean yeah yeah uh, doesn't matter if you're a ute or like as an adult or whatever you know i probably did see mopeds when i was little but just didn't realize what they were mm-hmm. but the first time i saw one and was told it was a moped um i was living in oakland i had just moved from oakland to tucson i mean sorry from tucson to oakland <laughs> And uh, one of my really good friends, his boyfriend bought a moped and he didn't really know what it was. He bought it from somebody in San Francisco. Uh, I remember now after talking to him about it years later, it was a Gorelli. Mm-hmm. And he showed me this thing. He's like, yeah, I bought this thing. It's a moped. I don't really know how to work on it, but I'll figure it out. And that's awesome. I haven't really ridden it, but I guess we'll see. He spent most of his time working on it. But I don't know. Then they ended up moving down to LA and I think he sold it or whatever. So I didn't really see what came of it. <laughs> so he was already deep in the moped scene if he was already working on it. Oh, no, I'm just fucking with he you. Was it's never, like... He was never even in the scene. He no, was just like yeah. a dude that bought a toy to tinker with. You know, and then <laughs> when I got into mopeds, he was like, oh man, I kind of want a moped. I'm like, get one, get one. <laughs> Couldn't turn him though. <laughs> oh, that's too bad. So let me ask you, Nicole, what was your first memory of ever getting on a moped? So um, this kind of ties in with how I got into mopeds in general. Um, the apartment that I live in, a year after I moved here, uh, Leslie and Jake, Leslie, it, Leslie Landis, she's a bully and a gasket. Mm-hmm. She's one of the founders of the Gaskets and her boyfriend, Jake, who's a knucklehead from Long Beach. Um, my voice is shaky because I'm nervous. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> We're really just having dumb. a conversation, you know, like, trust me. it's. I feel really dumb because I'm nervous. If you heard my early podcast, like, oh, my goodness, like, I will not take anything down because, like, I am not ashamed of anything, but, like, I'm talking over people all the time and I sound like I am down. So like, and it's, yeah, don't worry about this. This is, let me tell you something, Nicole. This is all one big goddamn hustle for me. This is one big hustle so I can get more places to stay at around the country. That's all it is. Like, and if people want to listen to the, my conversations of me, like trying to like be hospitable to people on the Minnesota from Minnesota, that's awesome. But like, yeah, and I'm like, I'm actually the only, I'm on my phone right now because I'm a jerk. But the only reason why I'm on my phone <laughs> is so I can shut off my furnace because 
for those Ooh. who pay attention to the list. Fancy tech. Well, there's a st- <laughs> no, that was awesome because I bought my house and like I got a deal on my house, but I didn't get a warranty with it. Oh. Um, yeah, my I like, yeah. go to turn on my furnace three weeks later and the furnace was out. But I'm a smart guy, and I put in my furnace myself. So, or I'm not. Oh, that's good. I'm mechanically inclined, I should say. Some days I'm not that smart. Um, okay. But yeah, don't worry about this. Like I told you, this is just a conversation between us. Um, yeah. I just heard my voice kind of shaking, and I was like, "God damn it!" <laughs> hey, we do not take the Lord's name. It. I'm fucking with you. I'm just. <laughs> you can swear all you want like i i have people go you should put your show on youtube absolutely not because like just you know there's a lot of work that goes into just the back-end organization of anything yeah. you produce for content like yeah. i can't yeah so it's like i am really happy that i'm consistent of putting out a podcast every week and all that but right that's a lot <laughs> it, especially i didn't own I, I had never owned a laptop up until six months ago. I didn't know what any editing software was, you know, two months ago. So like, whatever. So yeah, you're going to do great. This is going to be a fun <laughs> podcast. Like you're just going to share. It's your experience. So don't worry about it. Yeah. Um, okay. Cool. Yeah. You're, you're, I don't know. It's just, it's just a dumb thing. Me being like center of attention. I get all like weird and nervous, but Anyway, let's move on from that. Yes. <laughs> so, you let's talk. Let's talk about the first time you got on your on a moped. How did that happen? What was the What was the situation? Well, uh, so I was saying, Leslie and Jake moved in next door to me, and Leslie was telling me, "Oh, I have this uh, girl moped gang called the Gaskets, and we wear these gold satin jackets." And I was like, "Oh, how do I get a gold satin jacket?" She was like, "Well, you have to have a moped." Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Oh, how do I get a moped?" <laughs> and Jake, her boyfriend, was like, "Oh, I have a moped. I can sell you." And I of said, course, Great. of course, there's always somebody around the corner in the moped community. Like I've got a moped, like, or you got the hoarders that won't like, they got 15 of the same part and they won't sell a one of them. Yeah. yeah. We have a, all of both of those kinds here. Yeah. I think that's in every community. I know somebody who's like hoarding like five Hobbit clutches. I'm like, dude, sell me a clutch. I'm keeping them. It's like, dude you ride like twice a week what the fuck are you saying it's not even that bite uh don't even get me going but i have six hobbit frames yeah yeah dude i need i need all this stuff like yeah (laughs) orders yeah like i only am stockpiling i stockpile parts because i break shit because i ride so fucking much like yeah we'll we'll get into breaking parts later but so (laughs) you you want to get in uh the gas gets because the golden jacket we did have jacket yeah yeah from from american apparel yes <laughs> i listened to carrie's podcast i heard yeah. that <laughs> yeah carrie um, is such a rock star like seeing her at the capitol the other week i'm like don't i'm I, she's live i'm hitting her message <laughs> don't go in the building bad yeah, things like yeah <laughs> i know she's a she's a tough tough person like handle her all but i'm just like me being a little brother like don't do it don't do it don't get in trouble (laughs) yeah so i think the joke was on jake my next door neighbor for uh selling me a moped because it was kind of it's a tomos and 
it's kind of a Franken bike. So he had this shop with a couple of his buddies and they all kind of worked on this bike. Mm -hmm. And so I don't think he really knew what was in it because there were so many people working on the bike. So, you know, I, I got it from him. Finally, it was right before a big bully rally. And this was in 2013. Okay. Thank you. I was just going to ask you what, you know, me and my timelines. I love them. So, okay. We're 2013. So I had a moped coming, but you know, this is a pretty big rally. It was the blah, 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 blah rally in 2013. And I think there were, I don't know, 175, maybe 200 people at that rally. It was a big rally. It was fucking rad. And that was my first moped rally, which was kind of cool because it was here. Um, but I hadn't ridden a moped before. So I, I was like, Jake, take your time fixing it because it was almost ready to, to sell to me. I was like, I don't want to ride with that many people because I'm very inexperienced, you know. So I just kind of hung out, watched everything happen. That rally ended. I finally got the bike and... <laughs> It was really fun, but it's kind of crazy if you haven't ridden, you know, a bicycle even in LA. Traffic's nuts. People are nuts. Yeah. So I was afraid to make left-hand turns, so I just (laughs) rode around my neighborhood in circles pretty much. Right turn, right turn, right turn. I was going to say, how did you get back? Okay, right turn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. That's that's right turn, bigger right turn. (laughs) That's interesting. You talk about, like, pack riding and stuff like that, like, and I, you know, not to, t- I'm going to talk about me, people. I'm like, I, first time I was ever in a pack, like it felt very fucking comfortable because of my, I, I was a background in racing and stuff like that. But like the problem, I have an issue with getting in packs. I have to remind myself, don't get close to people because like, I want to nudge them and get them out of the way. Yeah, cool. So like, I have to just like five foot rule we're gonna keep five foot around <laughs> everybody front back and sides gym and we're all gonna have a good time but- yes when i was a kid i was riding a bicycle and my friend got too close to me and you know how you kind of if you're following somebody you hit the the back of their tire yep. with the front of your tire and it mm-hmm. knocks them over that happened to me skidded my face on the street yeah yeah pushed my glasses you know so i always kind of had that in mind yep <laughs> I, yeah, yeah. I had a kid before we were moving to a different town and, um, he was ahead of me and like, it was neighbor kids. We're all friends whatnot. And like, he was, he was older and he like did the whole like back wheel lock up and skid out. Yeah. And I was like paying attention to my sister or not looking what was in front of me. And I went over my handlebars over him and like, it's the eighties. So like no helmet, no nothing like yeah. road face road rash. Like, oh, yeah, that like Superman basically. Oh Yeah. yeah. I think that was concussion number two or three in my life. So, well, well. <laughs> <laughs> so you talk about riding impacts. You talk about the blah 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 rally. Um, that that sounds that sounds so fun. Um, <laughs> did you just what'd you do at that rally? Did you was it just kind of a meet and greet for you? Was it just or yeah? Okay, I just kind of hung around, uh, went to the parties, met people. That's about it. I mean, which was kind of good for me. You know, I think I was a little bit of a scaredy cat, you know, like I said, riding with that many people. So it was cool to meet a bunch of people and then kind of go at my own pace, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so you got the bike. What was it? And you talked about, you didn't want to make left-hand turns, but like, 
what was that first ride like for you? Was it just ball of nerves or was it like everything is right in the world? Uh, no, it felt good actually, aside mm-hmm. from being afraid to make left hand turns. <laughs> I was like, well, this, this feel it's, it felt good. It felt free. You know, mm-hmm. you're not in a bubble. You can touch cars next to you if you want, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> air on your face. Um, it felt good. I probably didn't go super fast. That bike doesn't really go that fast. So, but you know, it feels fast. Even yeah, it's a moped. Like even if yeah. you're going 20, you feel like you're going 50. Yeah. 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 Um, it was fun, but that I didn't have my like moped face mm-hmm. until my first out of state rally. I know that's one of your questions too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So like what, before we get into your first out of state rally, like you're getting, I want to just kind of paint the picture a little bit. You're getting comfortable riding the bike. Like are, is there weekly meetups at this point in LA with between the bullies and the gaskets, or is this just hanging out at, at this moped shop you're talking about? Like what's kind of your weekly scene like in the moped community in LA at this point? At that point, I'm you're to in remember. LA, correct? What's that? You're, this is all happening in LA, correct? This I don't want to be okay. Yeah. Cause like, yeah. Every once in a while, I'll miss a small detail of uh, that's not a small detail of a story. And then like, so yeah, I'm just double checking. We're in LA. We're on the same oh. page. Yeah, yes, yes. <laughs> but like, what's a weekly scene like in 2013 for like the gaskets and the bullies? Like, I mean, there wasn't really a weekly scene. It was just kind of like, hey, do you guys want to go ride? I think maybe a year later like a year after i got my moped i think it was either max who's a bully or chris who's a bully uh started these friday night rides that we would start at choke which was the um you know moped shop that closed down mm-hmm. um but yeah we that was like a summer thing but i don't know people um things kind of happen for a while and then things kind of fizzle out. So there's never really been like a very consistent weekly ride or whatever, you know, it's just like, Hey, who's riding? Yeah. You know, you just call up some people. I'm like, let's go ride. I don't know. Let's go to the park. Let's go on a ride. You know? No. How did you guys even organize that back in the day? Cause like, this is, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm old and crotchety and whatnot. Cause like, is this during, like, would you guys call each other or text each other? Like, because time yeah i'm just trying to because facebook messenger wasn't a thing quite yet myspace was dead like how did you guys how'd you guys communicate or was facebook messenger i see i'm so fucking i don't yeah 2013 i'm pretty sure facebook was a thing but we saw each other pretty often like Mm -hmm. the bully i mean i wasn't a bully yet but i hung out with all of them Mm -hmm. and you know people pretty much saw each other at least every week just because I don't know. Hey, let's get together and drink or, yeah. you know, there's something, there's a show or whatever, there's something going on. So we all kind of saw each other really regularly. And uh, so we would just text each other or call each other like, Hey, let's go ride. <laughs> right on, right on. Um, so you talk about your first, are you doing more in-state rallies at this point? You talked about your first getting to your first out of state rally. Like when's your, you didn't ride at your first moped rally. What was your first experience riding at a moped rally? Do you want to talk about that a little bit? 
Yeah, it was in Portland. It was an uphill battle rally. They used to do um, Valentine's weekend rallies every mm-hmm. year. And uh, that was actually the rally that I officially became a gasket at. Awesome. Um, but I just remember riding, I think it may have been probably 50 to 75 people. And it was so much fun. That was just like, you know, that was my moped face moment. I just remember, and it was raining (laughs) and I'd never ridden in the rain, you know, because we're spoiled down here in LA. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So I, and I wear glasses. So my glasses are just wet and fogged up and I'm just grinning my ass up. (laughs) (laughs) And it was the longest ride I'd ever done too. It was about an hour. So at that point, you know, I'd never done a ride that long. So I don't know. It was, that was the moment, I think. Yeah. Uh, the the addiction really kind of got its hooks into you that's rad how did you did you guys drive up there did you bring your bike up there like how was that all how the because that's kind of my new fascination of logistics of getting to moped spots like i'll bring a bike or i'll fly in somewhere like yeah for that particular rally um so the bullies and uphill battle were pretty tight and uh me and two of the other bullies drove up there and we got loaner bikes. We stayed at one of the uphill battles houses and they gave us bikes. So that, that was kind of a nice thing too. Most of the, I've, I've been to a few Portland rallies and pretty much every time I go to those, you know, I've got, I've got real good buddies up there. So I usually always get a loaner bike, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. a nice place to stay and all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. That's rad. It's always, it's always that, that concept never occurred to me up until like seven, eight months ago. Like, like I tell people all the time, I'm doing this, but, and I sound like a fool half the time because I'm so new into the scene, but like the idea of a loner bike, what the hell's that? Like, it's, it's just awesome. Like people will actually like let you come to their city and they'll give you a bike to ride or like this person's diving from that city and they've never met you, but they'll bring a bike for you to, that's fine. That's, that's the moped community. When I talk to my friends that don't, you know, that aren't in the moped community that don't really get it, I'm like, yeah, it's, it's really great. Like you can pretty much go to, if you're going to a rally in another city, the whole point of the rally is, you know, they like find places for everyone who's coming in to stay. Mm -hmm. They feed them for the most part, (laughs) give them beer and whatever, and give them a bike to ride. You know, that's just like, part of the responsibility of throwing a rally and it's fucking great (laughs) yeah yeah no it's um yeah that's (laughs) i've been very lucky being hosted in uh 2020 just with my little trips that i probably shouldn't have taken um (laughs) i won't tell (laughs) well (laughs) i documented the whole damn thing because it with uh, (laughs) podcast um but um so you went up to Portland, you real, the hooks really fell into, into you. Let me ask you this, um, on a weird say, on a weird side note, were you rolling with helmets at that point? Did you have like a full face recorder? Like what, what was like safety for you at that point in 2000? Yeah. I, um, my first helmet was a full face because so I know awesome. quite a few people who've been in accidents and yeah. And, <laughs> um, have messed up you know, some, I know someone who has done some damage to his face. Um, Mm -hmm. 
there was yeah you know deaths um all that stuff so full face and i tell everyone i see wearing you know just like the skull cap yep. do you like your face do you like yep. your jaw get a full face what are you doing yeah. i um I have no problem. And I am a hypocrite and I'll be the first one to admit that. Like everybody knows about my accident. Um, and I was just talking to somebody about this tonight, actually, like with my accident, I almost died. I wasn't meant to, cause I wasn't meant to, but like, you know, I tore my aorta. I shattered my femur Ooh. collapsed lung. Like I did not have a full face helmet. And that proves to, that proves to me that I wasn't meant to die in that accident because I was, my face wasn't touched. Um, I had a lot, I'm still recovering from said accident. Like, and I'm still identifying things that um, are challenges for me today because of that accident. Like when was that? That was October 5th, 2018. Yeah. I tend to remember hence, you know, dates and stuff like that. Like I'm still for myself, I still identify like, things like my traumatic brain injury that I received because of that accident, like my impulse controls, like I am a need, like I come from a combative family. So like we were Irish and we're, and we love to fight. So like you say something like, well, I'm just going to need and like, yeah, but also like, so I like to fight and I like to argue and then I have impulse controls because of traumatic brain injuries. Right. So like, I always have to tell people like, Hey, I will always apologize when I fucked up or like when I feel like I've done something wrong, like, but don't worry about it. But like, and it's always like verbal con I'm not a fighter. I'm such a, you just speak before you think. (laughs) Yeah. There's no goddamn filter. Like I kind of told you before, Um, (laughs) but I can't, I don't know. Like, just like you, Nicole, I will get up in somebody's face. You're a fucking idiot. Like get a full face (laughs) helmet. Like you don't look cool. Okay, moped people, you know, we mopeds can look cool, but we don't look cool riding them. So, like, yeah, it, yeah, <laughs> just skip that part of it. That's it, what you're trying for. Yeah, you're not gonna look fly. You might have fly handlebars, but like, you're not gonna literally the brand. <laughs> that's the only thing that's fly about your bike. Yeah, um, I just know too many people that have had really bad motorcycle accidents. And mm-hmm. granted, mopeds don't go that fast, but you can still hurt yourself. You can still get killed. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's still an issue. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which is really insane because a friend of mine who actually lives out in your in LA, she was in a motorcycle accident, the same type of thing, literally the next day on the same year, and like it was just you know somebody pulled out in front of her and she's alive she's okay that's good uh, cassandra's fucking very happy for you but back to your story and your your moped journey <laughs> um are you still in 2013 going up to portland whatnot are you still just rocking the tomos are you starting like it fascinates yeah. me la because i understand real estate is, is so valuable there so it's I don't know if it's hard to have a horde. I see Mike Boyd, like he's got, he's got his thing. Got going, a garage, right. so. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is true. Like, um, are you still just rocking that Tomos or were you starting um, to pick up more? Well, bikes? after a couple of Portland rallies, actually, I rode our friends, uh, our friends, Josh and Katie, 
they both have hobbits and they yeah, both yeah. have similar setups on their hobbit so i was like i want that because it does what you want it to do mm-hmm. <laughs> when you want it to do it <laughs> mm-hmm. so i now have a hobbit i think i think i got my hobbit in like 2015 maybe and um and that one's fun everybody's top. hobbits evolve what was your first uh setup on that hobbit like motor like that type of stuff um well so i dated um dirty danny from the woolly bullies for a few years and he actually built it for me it was i don't think it was running and mm-hmm. then uh we kitted it and uh what is that thing god i'm so bad i feel um don't worry about it i'm I'm guessing that was a standard dr promo kit (laughs) it's um what's on that jeez um crap i can't remember i'm no worries whatever though it goes fast it's really fun (laughs) it does everything it variates you know it does everything that a yeah that a hobbit should (laughs) um because i imagine like i i forget that the like la's got hills but like it's kind of a flat city isn't it for the most part yeah yeah so you don't need to worry about variation like you do in the midwest at least at least in certain parts of the midwest like saint paul or you know minneapolis well minneapolis is really flat and square saint paul we have a lot of hills and we have you know we're an old river town so like there's Uh, a lot of a lot of topography a lot of ups a lot of downs but like there's also you can blast too which is really rad um you talk about getting that hobbit you talk about 2015 um what what's like mopeding like for you in 2015 at that point are you still just kind of doing bopping around doing the weekly stuff or are you get you talk about getting up to portland branching out to some more rallies yeah um just mostly riding around la um you know, I, I haven't been to too many rallies, honestly. Mm-hmm. Most of the rallies I've been to are Portland, San Francisco, and then uh, New Orleans. But we, um, there's a, oh, hold on, sorry. Hmm. <laughs> messing, messing around and a screen came up. <laughs> oh, no worries. Uh, <laughs> so uh, Dickie Fink started doing um, moped races out in Apple Valley, which is like out kind of in the desert. It's about maybe two hours away. So we used to go out to the track a lot and Mm -hmm. do moped racing. Um, There was the moped GP and then there were a couple Tomahawk cups. Um, So that was really fun. That, That became a pretty regular thing at least once a year. And then it was like a couple times a year. We had a ladies racing team. Nice. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So that was a lot of fun. That was, that took up a lot of our time. I guess I probably was at the track more than rallies, honestly. Mm -hmm. That was like a big rally, you know, a weekend of drinking a bunch and sweating your butt off, (laughs) riding all day, you know, waking up at 6 a.m., hearing mopeds going Mm -hmm. around the track. (laughs) Yeah, I definitely got to get out. Like, I probably won't race, but like, I definitely got to get out to one of the GP races. Like, so many summers spent in middle of nowhere usa at racetracks like just hearing generators run all fucking night and like 
oh yeah that it's it's that whole thing like oh i never want to experience that again but i kind of want to experience that again i'm so sure like, you miss it i miss it yeah yeah oh we don't we all like we all miss all life i think at this point well, you know what i'm saying like people are going fucking nuts like i'm checking the minnesota site like okay i was a, an essential worker when the hell can i get my shot like there's still not enough information out about that like i don't care i'm getting a shot i want to be a part of life i want to go do my thing whatever if i grow a third arm i don't fucking care anymore like <laughs> um so you're you talk about getting up to the races you talk about um i gotta ask you a few things like what was the first time like riding in san francisco because that's that's definitely like I think we all, at least me, I've always been a goal-oriented oriented person. Like, And it sounds cheesy, like, that's one of my goals. Like, I want to go ride in San Francisco just because I've been there enough. And, like, what was that like for you? Uh, it was really fun and kind of crazy because I brought my Tomos to that rally. And oh, wow. that thing sucks on hills. But <laughs> yeah, somehow yeah. I did it, and I couldn't believe it. Nice. I got all the way up to Coit Tower on that thing, and that's like a very windy, steep hill. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but I used to live in San Francisco in the 90s. Awesome. You know, I didn't know anything about mopeds then, so mm-hmm. it was really fun to ride around on a moped in a city that I used to live in. Yeah, yeah, that's got to be really um real especially like i've done that in a few cities i've lived in but like nothing like these are like small cities in minnesota nothing like going into san francisco like that had been like a very unique and unique oh, experience. yeah rolling through chinatown mm-hmm. with you know 75 to 100 other people everyone stopping taking pictures pointing you know that's yeah, really yeah, fun. Yeah. you feel like a parade because <laughs> yeah. you can't go that fast you know there's a bunch of traffic and mm-hmm. but it's it's fun it's a spectacle for sure exactly exactly <laughs> um and how far is like i am so geographically ignorant how far is san francisco to la it's about six to eight hours depending on traffic driving okay that's that's just weird for a midwest boy like me because like i in six to eight hours i can be in kansas city so california is huge yeah like i long north and south you know i mean yeah yeah like it just again me being a minnesota boy all my life i've been all over the country but like just the America's beautiful country. That's that's what I'll say about that. Like just all the different yeah. things you learn. Yeah, no, I get it. I lived in Chicago also for eight years, and you know, driving from Chicago to the western border of Illinois is mm-hmm. nothing compared to driving from Southern California to Northern California. You know. Yeah, yeah. So let me ask you this: We'll jump a little ahead, but we'll get back. Um, are you going to try to get out to that hot and ready Israeli this if it happens for the? I want to um we'll see what happens and i say that because my boyfriend and i are moving in together we're looking for a place and he's got two little boys so i'm gonna be a stepmom so my life is about to change drastically (laughs) yeah yeah um congratulations for you two uh yeah 
Um, always happy for people who choose misery like that. No, I'm just fucking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just fucking with you. Definitely um, my choice. Definitely, yeah. probably misery. <laughs> and some fun. Yeah, yeah. No, it's rad. <laughs> I'll lie and say that, but whatever. No. Um. So we get you got uh, out to San Francisco. You got Portland. Um. What was that's interesting. You said you got out to New Orleans for a rally. How? How did that come about? Um. <laughs> I basically made a spreadsheet and sent it to all of the bullies and said, put your name on this spreadsheet with your flight information for the new Orleans rally. Cause we're all going. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, now it's become kind of a joke. If you want to get people to do something, make a spreadsheet. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, there were 11 of us that ended up going from okay. most bullies but a couple a couple portland people but we were all like this group of 11 that stayed in new orleans for seven days awesome <laughs> and that was a really fun rally although we called it our uber rally because they didn't have a whole lot of bikes i think a couple people <coughs> rode a scooter mm -hmm. and maybe one of our group got a moped for like one day <laughs> okay but it was still really fun yeah, yeah. Uh, what year was that in? That was, hold on one second. <coughs> Sorry about that. No worries. Um, that was 2017, I think. It was the blast of the Rougarou. Okay, right on. I always, I love these interesting names that like of old rallies because some like, yeah, I just, I always find it interesting. Some of these rally names. Um, I still... Detroit still has me with you probably won't get murdered. Um, yeah, I, that's a good one. <laughs> it's still one of my favorite ones ever. Um, that so rally was really fun too, because um, just before that, I think that was in October. I think it was in the summer. Um, Tom who, Hargreaves, who's mono mm -hmm. and his girlfriend, well, wife now, Ashley, who she's now a gasket. They had just moved from new Orleans and Anytime moped people come out to LA, you know, they contact us through like Facebook or Instagram or whatever. Mm -hmm. And there's this bar that serves fried chicken and $3 Budweiser's and nice. it's kind of like our moped bar. Yeah. yeah. So is it loser? What the hell? Oh, you're, that? you're thinking of Waltz. This place is called okay. Crawford's Okay. and it's pretty much around the corner from my house. So I would, nice. I was there every Friday. We would have our little Friday meetups moped or no moped <laughs> mm -hmm. but anytime moped people come to town we're like all right meet at crawford's friday night you know so we ended up meeting tom and ashley and they kind of introduced us via you know phone text instagram facebook whatever to a bunch of the mono people they were like hey look out for these people they're coming to you know your rally all that stuff so we got to meet a bunch of them and that was cool but that's awesome it's it's so beautiful how technology is really bringing things together more and more and more with that um group yeah. me, instagram facebook all that good stuff um you talked about uh getting other people working on your bikes um and whatnot uh what i know you're a part of the la workshop what got you wanting to be more involved in on the wrenching side of things 
Well, I always kind of wanted to learn. Uh, I had mentioned I dated Dirty Danny from the bullies for a mm-hmm. few years. And, you know, for a while, for a couple of years, he was teaching me a bunch of stuff. Basically, his method was like, okay, go clean this stuff, <laughs> mm-hmm. take this carb apart, take this apart, you know, whatever. So, like, once you get to a certain level, then he would start teaching you more things. But that kind of started dropping off as, you know, they got a new prospect, which was Hecky. And uh, so that me learning kind of dropped off. So I was hanging out with uh, Boyd, Mike Boyd Mm -hmm. at Crawford's one night. And, you know, I was like, man, I just, I want to learn how to work on stuff. And I don't really have the tools or the space because I live in an apartment and I don't have any kind of space really outside Mm -hmm. or inside to work on my bikes. And I don't have a lot of the tools. So we just kind of started talking about it. And uh, that's when we decided to do Moped Workshop, you know. And that was also kind of a thing where, you know, we were kind of both feeling displaced. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, we were like, we just want a place where we can go or a, a group where anybody that's new that feels like they don't have a place can come and hang out and start riding together or just if you have a moped and you want to ride with other people we can use you know this as that as well so that's kind of how that started yeah no that's that's um that's a really good idea and a really unique way to look at it um i just i always think my own a lot of it is and maybe you can shed share about um your experiences learning how to do stuff like what if you mind me asking like what was your i and this is a foundation for my knowledge of just turning a wrench what was like what was your growing up life like or your what what like my I grew up in a body shop, so like I literally grew up with like a ten millimeter in my hand at all times, if you will. So like, were your parents mechanical or anything like that, or were they more the white collar office job kind of people? Like, what was family life, if you mind me asking, for you? Not at all. Um, my stepdad, my mom was a housewife. My stepdad, um, he got hurt a lot, so he was you know, disability a lot, mm-hmm. but he was. He was an engineer okay. and uh, he, he would actually buy my sister and I tools for Christmas. And, you know, if he was changing the oil on the car, he's like, come out here and learn to do this. Mm-hmm. He wanted his girls to know, you know, basically to not be duped at the auto shop if like, yeah, a car yeah. broke down and, you know, we had to take it in. But that worked out well for me because in college, I always had really shitty cars that I had to fix. So <laughs> I'm out there with my manual. Yep. you know, and tools and doing what I got to do. And if I ran into a problem, I'd call him and he'd walk me through it as best he could. Yeah. It's funny. I, when I got my first moped, I was like, where do I get a manual for this? <laughs> Everyone <laughs> just laughed at me. I was like, I'm sure I can work on it if I have a manual. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that's the, Hey, don't worry. Um, don't worry about like looking for manuals. Cause like I was the same way. 
Like I was looking, I'm like it's Hilton, you know. <laughs> well, it's I come from automotive world. I come from like engine racing engineers and stuff like that. And like, yeah, this is I I knew how to research to a point, or I knew you always look for that person to to fill you in. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, that's don't. Yeah, I, I'm I'm trying to reassure you, but you're the old moped head that already knows all this stuff. <laughs> um, and that's I want to. I'm a terrible teacher, and like I wish I could be um, somebody like Mike, like Mike Boyd, that could is very detailed oriented and is very awesome of explaining things. Like I have to get better at that because like that's one of my issues. Like I get things in my head and I can't get them out. I wish that I could teach like that too. Um, I'm really bad in, I have a deathly fear of public speaking for some crazy reason. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, And I think I also don't, I second guess myself all the time. So even if I know something, I start to think I don't know it the more I talk. Mm -hmm. And that's not a great, (laughs) that's not a great way to be. (laughs) Well, you know, yeah um so with the moped workshop the mics were the teachers and i was kind of the organizer you know the like ta if you mm-hmm. will you know <laughs> and i don't know doing what i can where i can because i don't know near as much as those two do i think you're probably selling yourself a little short because it's again it's just mopeds it's not like we're re-engineering the wheel like <laughs> I mean, it's it's all it's all relative, and like, the worst you're gonna do is seize a kit, or you're not gonna have spark. Like that's, yeah. I'm I'm not afraid to wreck shit, and that's what I I can't say that enough for moped people. Like, the only thing I get a little hairy on is like I will I will teach people how to pack bearings because like that's a safety thing. Um, and if you think you need to pack your bearings, ask somebody for help um if you if you're near minnesota i will show you because it is very very easy um what i think the best way to learn anything is to break it you know because Mm -hmm. if your moped's not running and you need to use it because there were many years where my moped was my primary source of transportation Mm -hmm. you you know you'll figure it out one way or the other (laughs) and i always i would always break something while I was trying to fix my moped that was worse than the thing I was trying to fix and then would have to figure it out. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's, <laughs> did you, who was your, it sounds like you had a few people like I, when I, I haven't had to refer to them lately, but like, who was that? Was it just a person in your life at that point or not? Like your sounding board? Cause like, for fixing because i always i i say to people and i throw them acknowledge them all the time i had maze like i don't know how i found maze but like he got stuck with me for a good year and a half like maze mopeds are dumb i need to (laughs) fix this how do i fix this and like maze is always and he's a very good builder and very quick builder but like he has a life and he doesn't owe me anything but he always got back to me on his time so like did you have somebody like that that you could always go to oh my neighbor jake martinez right on (laughs) next door if i would be outside you know outside of my apartment door there's like a little brick 
walkway. I'm out there with my tools all spread out because he has hobbits too. So he knows hobbits. So he would usually, I wouldn't even have to ask him if I'm out there messing with something. He's like, Hey, what are you doing? And then he'll just kind of stand over me and see what I'm doing. Or if I really have a problem and really fuck something up, I'm like, Hey, Jake, mm-hmm. sorry to bug you, but. <laughs> And yeah, that's yeah. like also because he lives next door. Lucky for him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, but he also sold you a bike or two, didn't he? That's true. He sold me a bike. That yeah, is- so you'll forever be his moped child. He so created the monster. <laughs> um, What has been the raddest thing you've done in mopeds? Let me ask you that. Um, hmm. I mean, I guess. Like you know, when I say the rest thing, like you take I. You take a step back. You're in a situation, and you look at it, you're like, "Wow, I can't believe I fucking did that." <laughs> and it doesn't have to be just one thing. It can be like a certain thing, like flying into a rally and having a, ra- a loner, or like. Yeah. Um, honestly, I think it is you know, joining up with the mics and creating the moped workshop. Cause I know that it's helped a lot of people and, you know, we built that bike last year and that was a pretty cool thing, I think. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And the guy that, that won the bike, I saw him on 4th of July and he rides that thing every day and he's still super happy about that. (laughs) That's so awesome. Yeah. And then, you know, we turned a lot of people onto Lucky Wheels, which was at the time the DIY motorcycle garage. Um, They let us do those things for free. So, and they started carrying some moped parts and, you know, they were also a stop or a meetup for rallies. So that was, those guys were really cool. Mm -hmm. So we were able to, you know, help bring them a little bit of business, but yeah. Um, yeah, and have you guys? I know things are really interesting. We shall say at the least in LA right now with uh, with Rona. Um, have you guys even begun to think about doing a workshop in twenty twenty one? Or, is, I mean, I know we, we there was a rally that got posted um, by Lucky Two Smokes, Jack and the guys out in Idaho, um, and I know they maybe caught some flack for doing it, but like. I think people are just planning stuff, you know, six months out in hopes that we get back to a yeah. sense of normality. And like, I, I'll be the first one to admit I'm going to, if, if I can get the shot and if I can get a vaccination, I'm going like people can judge me or whatever. But like I was having this conversation with somebody, I have a lot of conversations. Um, I always feel like, I have to live life. I have to live it right now, especially the things I've been through. You never know, you know, you you could be dead tomorrow. Exactly. Whatever. Exactly. Like, and I, if you, if anybody ever gets to see that Kevin, I know there's 5,000 Kevin Smith documentaries, but he did one on his latest movie. Like after his heart attack, he's like, if you almost die, you all of a sudden have this urgency. Like we have to do shit and we have to do it right fucking now. And that's, yeah that's the way I am. Like I have to do this stuff now, but my dad's, my dad's motto was 
you can take all the health precautions in the world and get hit by a Greyhound bus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> don't get me into my date. My dad's name was is he passed away when I was young, a youth, but like my dad had so many shitty lines like that. Like, <laughs> like two, I never got one. I never got Jimmy. Don't take any wooden nickels. Like I get that now, but like and. <laughs> It, this was an old saying like i can remember my grandpa and you being a part of the la workshop like making things happen like i know my grandpa said it all the time my dad said it all the time you can you know what you can make things happen you can watch things happen or you can wonder what the fuck just happened and it's like <laughs> that, yeah that was my old man would always say that and he was a doer that's a pretty good one yeah like i i remember and that's been that's there's a few people around the world that have said that I know it's not original, but like, I remember him saying that all the time. He, in my fa- I'm from a family of doers and it seems like you're a doer as well. So like, what is the status of the LA workshop? Is everything just on hold right now? Or is it just kind of, yeah, for now it is. We talked, um, I don't know, a couple, we were having me and the mics were having little, um, zoom meetings <laughs> just to see, Mm-hmm. what we could do and uh boyd was kind of starting to um do some filming in his garage with his he got this whole iphone set up with some you know lighting and some uh camera holders for iphones and all this stuff and so he was testing it out but he was getting really busy with work and then not busy so his schedule is kind of crazy and you know it's la has been nuts it's like you know when all the riots were happening there were curfews and it's just i don't know it's it's pretty bad in la because there are so many people here and then so many homeless people and all that mm-hmm. stuff so yeah we're not really sure but we would definitely like to do some kind of uh moped workshop channel you know and we were talking about this even because lucky wheels we we wouldn't have a place to do it even if coronavirus didn't happen because lucky wheels decided that they were going to shut down the diy part of the garage and just do you know their own motorcycle shop situation so we were kind of looking for a place anyway and we're like why don't we just do videos you know which I think would be extremely helpful. Mm-hmm. I'm so. all about people putting out moped content. Like I don't yeah. care if there's few, cause everybody. And I was having a conversation with somebody who I um, have learned a lot about from mopeds. And he's like, Ooh, there's so much moped. There's so many tutorial videos out there. People do shit differently. And that's, what's awesome. Like I watched, um, I watched Travis tutorial videos all the time. I do it just, like a i like moped content and like i saw some some of the ways he does stuff or some of the guest people he's had on there like that know more than me but like i can't do it the way they do it they might be able to get away with doing it that way i can't i fail whenever i do it you know putting bearings how they put bearings in a hobbit like i can't do it that way but whatever i i mean you know the more people out there that are putting content out the more you can kind of pick and choose and Mm -hmm. you know if this way works best for you do it that way (laughs) exactly yeah there's (laughs) i'm a dork for community uh the show 
And um, what's that line? <clears throat> There's more than one way to skin a cat. There's seven. There's seven ways to skin it. With the... <laughs> um, so let me ask you this. What is your things you're looking forward to in the moped world in 2021? Um, let's pretend that we all can get the shot and like things settle down. Um, what are some things you're looking forward to? Well, the LSLB uh, Boston rally, which I already had my plane ticket for mm -hmm. in 2020, and I was super excited, <laughs> but I still have my little JetBlue account with my plane ticket money in it. So yeah, definitely Boston, because I've never been to an East Coast rally. So, and I love yeah. those guys. Yeah, yeah. I am so jealous of the East Coast and how um there's a there's a weird nucleus between richmond from like all the way up into maryland down to um georgia even like everybody's a couple hours away from each other versus like yeah you know you're you got a great nucleus in la because how like do you want to list off some of the moped clubs or gangs in la right now um know? there's bullies gaskets um the chupacabras the landlords i think they're still around um who else i think there's cross valley Eric. yeah yeah cross valley duh yeah they're great <laughs> um yeah my mind is blanking oh no worries but like i'm just saying like there's a huge <laughs> obviously like i've interviewed like la has secretly become like the go-to city for me for some reason or another um cool <laughs> <laughs> um maybe it's just that you know california vibe i dig so much but there's you guys have such a great nucleus there and like the midwest at least in like the minnesota the heartland of the midwest like i i had andy on like ohio's considered midwest but like they're the rust belt we're you know yeah we're the, we're the grain belt and like with us we're all five to seven hours away which is like cool and when we see each other it's rad but like it's it's a fucking weekend just to travel somewhere and like and you have less months in the year for riding mm -hmm. yeah i'm gonna <laughs> i'm gonna be going nuts here in a couple months i'm just gonna hop a flight somewhere and go ride for the weekend yeah <laughs> rona well, rona be damned um <laughs> so you're looking forward to possibly getting out to an lslb um helping. i would love to go to a richmond rally too i i haven't met a lot of those people and well, they all seem super fun in that whole area down there you know <laughs> yeah, yeah very welcoming very inviting but that's moped people like i've yet yeah. to like that's that's this whole weird niche community that we've all we're a bunch of we've all found like yeah it's that's what's rad like you i didn't know who you were i've heard your name spit out by a couple of people and i just reached out and you wanted to be a part of this which is super rad um what you talked like what is your you, you talked about you had the tomos you had the hobbit what's your moped collection like today two it's just okay. those two. <laughs> oh, it's still just those two it's good still for you just those two <laughs> there's, there's i don't no have any like my hobbit is in my tiny one bedroom apartment it's mm -hmm. been living in here with me for the past year and a half mm -hmm. my tomos hasn't run in a long time it's a tomos, <laughs> i'm slightly it's okay. embarrassed to say but not totally 
Um, it's in my parking lot with a cover over it that's just full of dust and cat pee because there's a million cats that live in our lot. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I just don't have a place to put them. So I'm not buying anymore at this point until I have a garage, which yeah, yeah. will be soon. Good for you. Um, yeah, yeah, that'll that'll be fun for you to have. Like that's, I'm so lucky to have the situation where I'm at, where I have a garage, and you yeah, know, yeah, I'm happy about it. Trust me, I know I'm lucky and privileged. I know somebody, <laughs> I know more than one person who just doesn't. That's not an option in their life right now. It's like, oh, I feel so bad for you. But you know, everybody makes it work, and that's what's yeah. rad about mopeds. Do um, what you gotta do. <laughs> let me ask you this: uh, as we kind of get to wrapping up a little bit, is there any shout-outs, or is there anybody you want to say hi to, or anything else you want to talk about? Um. Well, I just want to say that everyone always says mopeds ruined my life. Well, I think exactly the opposite of that. Mopeds made my life so much better <laughs> in every way. Yep. Yeah. No, and I always say mopeds are dumb. Like, and that's the thing about it. And if you oh, get, well, mopeds are dumb. They are. Like, <laughs> I got you know what? I did some cleaning the other day. Guess what, folks? I still have mopeds are dumb T-shirts available. Uh, give them a second. That that shirt I put out this spring, I have a large and a small left. So if you still, if anybody still wants them, I had like thirty-five. I sold out of them. Um, I need to come up with a new thing eventually you know we'll see mopeds i love i love them they're so fucking dumb and like i didn't even yeah i saw a sticker this guy um the last uh puddle cutters rally i went to uh he had a sticker on his bike that says mopeds are slow as shit (laughs) (laughs) and it's actually sitting right here above me i got it you can't see it i got it printed on canvas okay that's his bike with the sticker. <laughs> That's so awesome. Um, stupid mopeds equal stupid moped slogans. <laughs> it's, it's. I'm surprised we haven't seen more of that lately. Because like, if you follow the chat rooms or not chat rooms, but like the message boards and stuff like that on Facebook, like everybody's getting really fucking snippy. Like if you know, like between the memes and everything like that like all the official moped army and not official moped army and like it's just everybody's getting real punchy if you will yeah. it's just like and i'll be the first yeah. one i've been real fucking punchy with a few people but it's like yeah that's because it's fucking january in minnesota and like fuck, yeah. i just i work 50 hours a week and like I come home, I work on mopeds, I do podcasts, and like there's no sunshine. So it's just you like need to oh. off some steam and get some vitamin D. I know. Well, I I just want this goddamn shot. Let's just get producing to people. Like I don't yeah. care. I just want to get back to I want to like everybody else, I want to get back to life. And like I am not trying to belittle anything that has happened in the last year in this country, and it's tragic what's happened, but yeah that, yeah that good old american ingenuity let's get producing this thing let's get the lines out let's yeah we don't need any more depression in this country no no <laughs> that's why we gotta get riding mopeds again it'll make everybody yeah. happy um nicole <laughs> we'll stick on for a second here but let me um 
re-emphasize now that you've been on Second Chance Moped Podcast, you always have a place to stay in Minnesota if you want to come ride mopeds, you and your boyfriend. Um, and vice versa. You have a place to stay if you come to LA. Yeah, yeah. Don't be surprised if I randomly let a lot of you LA people know at the end of February I'm coming out. I need a All place. Right. <laughs> I need a place. I need a bike. I need I need some burritos too because like I love burritos and like David from Los Chupacapres, he promised mm-hmm. me some good burritos there. Um, and anybody who's listening right now, don't forget, you can find us on all your local, po- on all your podcasting stuff, tune in Spotify, Stitcher, all that good stuff. Um, we are on, Face- me on, yeah, yeah. Um, we are on Facebook, Instagram. We don't do Twitter cause I'm too fucking lazy. And, um, Nicole, is there any pages you want us to direct you to Instagram, um, Facebook? Instagram, Moped Workshop LA, uh, the Gaskets, Bully Bullies, W O O L L Y Bullies. <laughs> right on, right on. All right. I got to thank you again so much. It was stay on. We'll just chit chat a little bit after the podcast. But don't forget, Nicole, mopeds are dumb. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you.